Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Pan. How are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. Awesome. That's glad to hear. And our new co-host, Sasha Q. I- I'm going to go with that because that's what I've seen so far. So is that okay? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Or I guess, I don't know, I used to go by Q, but then Q and I kind of ruined that for me. So I guess oh. Sasha for now. <laughs> Who's QAnon? I don't actually know. <gasps> oh, that's a, let's so, table oh. that. Let's table that. I don't want to ruin my intro with you this discussion. You sweet summer child. Oh, yes. I missed such a perfect opportunity to say that. Oh, okay. Fortuan. So we will talk about that later. <laughs> I, I've heard the name. I have no idea their significance. All right, so Sasha Q has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Yes. Welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to join you guys. So we have a, uh, a big introduction episode tonight for you. Um, we gave you a list of basically all, the, all of our top whatever games and series that you were willing to... And it's up to you on which ones you want to talk about. Obviously, you said that you're not much of a Nintendo person, so Wii U is going to be out. <laughs> um, even Nintendo people put the Wii U out sometimes. So That was the point of that there episode. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, let me sell you a Wii U. <laughs> well, maybe I should listen to it, and maybe your your gifts of persuasion will work on me. Uh Given our, given our talk where we talked about how you, uh, the the whole Zelda thing, it may not work. Okay, then you know what? I'm glad I skipped it. Saved myself some heartache. Um, I, but yeah, I have quite a list here. Um, I'm going to be totally honest up front. Cut me off when we get talking about some of the RPGs because I could just go on and on and on. Yeah, you you and Pan are, are going to be quite in line on those ones. <laughs> I don't think we've done a JRPG episode yet, have we? I think we need to do one eventually. Although all the ones I'm going to be talking about, I've talked about in other fashions, I suppose. Because, I don't know, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan. so I'm also not super big on JRPGs, but I have spent, oh, so much of my 20s playing Western RPGs. Yeah, well, we talked we talked a lot about Elder Elder Scrolls. Was it last week? Yeah, yeah, the open world stuff. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, I talked about how I sunk basically two years of my life into it. I- yeah, so uh, uh, I guess just uh, let us know which category you want to talk about, and we'll we'll talk about them. Well, I think we should maybe start with the Western RPGs, and we can kind of marry it with apocalyptic games because. There's some overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. So I think I should probably start with Fallout New Vegas is maybe <laughs> like my favorite game of all time. If it's having like a, a Duke em out with Morrowind uh, in my head all the time. But New Vegas is definitely my favorite game. Um, I've spent way too I much am- time there. I am actually going to check to see if I own Fallout New Vegas because I know I went back and bought a lot of the Fallouts. No, I went back and got Fallout One and Two. 
I did not get new baits. There's kind of like a renaissance of the Fallout series when Fallout 3 comes out. So if you've played 1 and 2, you you know the lore, you kind of know the theme and what the game's all about, the post-apocalyptic nuclear mm-hmm. wasteland, but it's totally different once you hit 3. And better in New Vegas. 3 was the first one I played. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, how that's ruined me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say... As someone who's a... You gotta go New Vegas. New Vegas has iron sights, so you don't really have to play with, with vats. I will. I will look it up. Because if it, if it's on GOG, I am I am good to go. I feel like it is on GOG, which every time a game I love shows up on GOG, I start to feel very old. <laughs> um, so, Fortwan avoids buying things on Steam as much as possible. Yeah, it still happens, but yeah, I still try to avoid happen, avoid doing it because I'm not, I don't really like their DRM practices. You don't own the game; you have a license. It really doesn't sit with all sit well with me. Yeah, that makes sense. I I have a small GOG library, but I shamefully have a pretty large Steam library. But I'm on a no-buy with Steam. I can't buy anymore until I play some of the stuff I have and stop playing Morrowind. Okay, I may have found a game I'm going to be trying regardless. I'm a shameless shill who just funnels money to Gabe. I don't think Gabe's the problem. I think I think his <laughs> stockholders are the problem. Possibly. Who knows? Maybe he is still the problem. Alright. Cool. Oh my gosh, so many... So many... There's a Fallout Tactics. I'd never saw this before. And when I typed in Fallout, there was Fallout Tactics. And I'm looking at it... While he shops, while he shops, uh, tell us more about your experiences (laughs) with Fallout New Vegas. Oh, man. Okay, where should I start? I mean, like, honestly, my favorite thing to do in Fallout games um, is to try to play as myself and be very realistic about how I'm a very weak, fragile little flower physically. And that if I was in the wasteland, I would have to talk my way out of some of this. So, Mm. (laughs) So Have you you watched Dr. Stone? I have not. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's the other thing I need to get going on sometime tonight, Fortuan, but I'll let her continue. Okay. So I I usually play with, like, very low, like, under five strength and under five endurance, and then if it naturally increases because of some kind of in-game bonus, then it's, you know, because you're surviving in the wasteland. It's, it's on brand. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, um, I usually try to go with high intel and charisma and maybe some sneaking around and try to manipulate my way through everything and steal everything I can find. Uh, I kind of feel like if I'm helping everybody and putting myself on the line that they should give me all of their prized possessions. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair trade without them knowing, right? Yeah, so there's a karma system in the game, and there's... It depends on which game you're playing. If you're playing 3 or New Vegas, how important the karma system is. But your karma goes up when you do nice stuff for people, and it goes down when you take their shit. So I pretty much end up with neutral karma the by the end of the game, no matter how good I am, because I love to <laughs> hoard. 
You know, your philosophy there is kind of the same thing that I felt uh, sneaking around Morrowind, stealing the pants literally off of the uh, the guards at in Vivek. Because if uh, I recall, if I recall correctly, those guards are part of House Indoril, and they're the only members of House Indoril. And you are the reincarnation of Indoril Nereyravar. They worship you. Their stuff rightfully belongs to you. So I also play Marwyn just like that. I take whatever I want, and then there gets to be a point where you're strong enough to take the temple guards, and <laughs> I deliberately take something cheap so they'll attack you, and then kill them, take their helmets and their boots, which sell perfectly for 5,000 gold to the creeper in the manor, and then you start rolling in the dough, start training in the skills you suck at, and the game becomes easy. And of course, so you bunny hop my... everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Which was something we used to joke about Sorry, all the time in real life. We would be like, oh, those oh, yeah. stairs are prime jumping stairs in Morrowind. <laughs> Make your acrobat skill go up. I played an Argonian pure thief. I never talked to anyone. I never did anything. I just stole. <laughs> The first time I that played, was me and Morwind. The first time I played, I didn't quite grasp the severity of severing the thread of the prophecy. So I played it the Snord, and I just like killed everybody and took everything and got very overpowered. And then realized that I couldn't just roll right up in there and fight this guy hand to hand and win. Um, so I restarted and I played as a Bosmer because I was tired of catching diseases and I wanted that natural mm. immunity. And I actually beat the game as a Bosmer, and it's probably the game I'm proudest of beating because the Ashlanders are so frustrating. Oh my god! This is this is much further than I ever got in Morrowind. <laughs> okay, imagine imagine Amish caveman dark elves who are waiting for the return just, of their Christ. I'm just I'm just imagining like the full beard. And they have clubs and no shirts, and they're just dark elves. Just like the full Amish beard. <laughs> Basically, you, you have the equivalent of that in Elder Scrolls. They're, they're wearing like dirty, worthless clothes, and they have almost nothing that's worth stealing, which I guess is good because they get mad over everything. And you have to do a bunch of endless fetch quests for them and religious stuff. Yeah. Mm. You have to go to them and prove that you're the Naray Ravine. And they get, they are really, really, really fussy about it. <laughs> yes. Hmm. This sounds not fun. It isn't. It's the worst part <laughs> of the game. It, it really is. I was at yeah. this point where I'm like, am I going to beat this game? Am there's I? N <laughs> there's no, there's no, uh, quest arrow. No. There's no quest arrow. It's just like, you got to go 30 paces south by southeast past the third gray rock oh, yeah. on your left. And then when you stub your toe on the tipped over tree, turn turn east, due east, and uh, you'll see it. You'll see it on the horizon. Oh boy. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the only one I ever beat was Skyrim, and I did that in the most unsophisticated way: full plate two-hander axe orc that would st also steal, and then do stealth. I had full stealth with full plate, and I had that, that one where you had, like, no penalty on heavy armor for stealth. <laughs> so I would sneak attack people with a great axe, and then 
Uh, and then when the fight would break out, I just foos Rodaw everybody and just like kill them while they were on the ground. Just like I, I like I was like hiding until I was found out, and then I went full aggression up in their face. It was fun. <laughs> Except for the Spriggans. The Spriggans. Oh my gosh, they're mean. Oh, see Skyrim. I Skyrim and Oblivion. I played as a Breton because you get that natural magic resistance and you definitely, I think, mm. need it in Skyrim. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, the Spriggans would have been easier, for sure. Um, even the dragons, right? Even the dragons do some magic. I, I've gotten to a point in Skyrim where I think my, my character is somewhere in maybe the 60s and with the resistances and quest rewards you get and then i took the sign of the lord so you get physical resistance and magic resistance you just i'm playing on the hardest difficulty and standing in front of dragons just taking like fire and no no health damage whatsoever there's it it just gets very easy at a certain point Mm -hmm. it does yeah that's the only one i've beaten so i i don't and I, I, I barely got out of the tutorial on, uh, out of the sewers on uh, Oblivion, and then uh, Morrowind. I got a lot further, but like I never did any quest stuff. I just got killed by those weird bug things we talked about last week. I can't remember what they are, but the I like to call them horse bugs because they were like a bug as big as a horse. They were huge, and they would kill me. <laughs> I've I think I red ringed an Xbox 360 just playing Oblivion. Wow, <laughs> that is an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, that was that was what I bought a 364 was because I had played so much Morrowind and then I was ready for the next gen version of it, and I couldn't afford a gaming console that was going to play something like that at the time, so. I played so, so, so much Oblivion that I started uh, hoarding hoarding the gems because I wanted to create a room like Scrooge McDuck. Like, I had <laughs> a room with all the coins, but I just wanted it to be all of my gems that I had stolen wow. or found, which was also a <laughs> Skyrim dream. Mine was dragon bones. I had a room of dragon bones. My uh, my 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 wife in the game did not appreciate that. Apparently, <laughs> she actually had a line of dialogue. Could you play the, clean this place up? And I was like, No, <laughs> there are my dragon bones. Don't move them. <laughs> my oh, it was fun. My Skyrim wife, she oh, I, Ayla the Huntress, and I got so pissed that it, I was like, Okay, so I married Ayla the Huntress, and. Uh, I, uh, I turned into a werewolf in front of her, and, uh, you know, uh, I thought she'd be cool with that, but no. No, she flipped out and started killing the, the vile beast. But she's oh. she's a werewolf, isn't ten, she? <laughs> Ten-year-old spoilers, Ayla the Huntress is not only a werewolf, she's like ride-or-die Lord Hircine. <laughs> she's like the one member of the werewolf cult that doesn't actually want to reverse their curse. I married the sweet idiot brother, uh, the twins and the uh, Vilcus. I, see, I married yeah Vilcus and the other one. I, ma I married the I married Vilcus. Yeah, Vilcus and Varcus. I married the I married the cool one. I, sometimes I go for Ayla. Sometimes I go for the cool twin. Well, I usually try to pick somebody who's um, 
who is a trainer in some way because when they open up their shop they'll have all of your gold that you spent training and then I just sell them all my big loot and get all my gold back mm. so I've also married okay. that creepy little alchemist who runs the shop in uh, Windhelm and I've also married <laughs> uh, oh who's the he's the guy who run Riften the, the blacksmith He's a trainer as well. Oh yeah, he's nice. He's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah, he was very appreciative of the fire salts, and I thought this this could be real. <laughs> the uh, only person I married in Skyrim was the the one the the woman they sent to be your bodyguard. Lydia. <laughs> Lydia. Yeah, that's the only. Oh, Lydia. <laughs> Lydia <laughs> joined joined the. Uh... Oh, who? You make them all join. Uh, you can pick three of them, and they join and fight dragons for the rest of their life. The blades. Mm. Yeah, the, the blades. blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pick. I picked her for that. That makes sense. Yeah, obviously, I didn't go much into the whole marrying people thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked the first. You like, picked oh, the first person they That's chuck good. at you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that's. Uh, Exactly true. <laughs> Which was not true in Stardew. I I, I, I I vetted out a lot of people in Stardew, but I've talked to you about that one. That was I uh, I got I got crap from an ex of mine because I started dating Haley and she was not like Haley at all. <laughs> um I've never played Stardew, but I have played a similar game that it's called Gleaner Heights. And it's basically like mm -hmm. Stardew. If Stardew and Twin Peaks had a baby, like weird, creepy stuff happens at night, but only if you keep your character up at night to wander around and look in your neighbor's windows. Wow. What was this game again? <laughs> it's called Gleaner Heights. Um, you can play it on console or on PC. Okay. Cool. This sounds you, like my you jam. Definitely. You've definitely intrigued uh, Pan there. Oh, no wonder I'd never... Okay, no wonder I've never heard of it. It came out in February 2018. So that was my one and oh. only quarantine game that I had time to play because I, I worked mostly through quarantine. But I played I played the shit out of Gleaner Heights. Yeah, this game came out uh, weeks after my son was born. That's why I didn't hear about it. Huh. Well then. Have fun. All I can say is stay up at night. Keep your character uh, sneaking around, looking around at people. Because oh, all yeah, of the this good is, stuff happens This at is night. straight up a Harvest Moon game. Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, alrighty mm. then. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna deliver. It's 50% off on Steam right now. Oh, get it, get it, get it. You're going to have so much fun. It's five bucks. It's it's not on GOG, so I'm not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull myself away from Elder Scrolls, because this is not an Elder Scrolls podcast. And yeah. <laughs> um, so some oh, other shit. other things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, I do love Bioware RPGs, so I've also mm. done like major time sinks in Mass Effect and in Dragon Age. Um, which I would say are probably also my only real dating sims, <laughs> if you want to call them that. Oh, they're basically. Have you 
Have you ever played uh have you ever played OG Kodor? No, I haven't. I've tried, but I feel like um because I'm so I'm so trained on the newer games that it was hard to try to go back oh, yeah. and play. Absol- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I had to like sit my husband down to get him through like the first hour or so of Kodor, and then he took off with it. But yeah, it was hu- it was rough for him going back too. I feel like it's it's gonna be how it, it's like trying to play Mass Effect One, which is such a broken game, but I love it so much that I make my, I push myself through it multiple times. Hmm. See, I have a friend who's a big Mass Effect fan, and he's always been like, you gotta play this, you gotta play this. And I was like, alright, I'll finally play it. And it came to the Wii U. I think it was Mass Effect 2? Maybe I played? Maybe I played it on PlayStation 3. Uh, Um, Oh, man. Mass Effect 2 is so good, but if you're not already invested, it it doesn't hit right. That was the problem, as I wasn't in. Inve- I did like a couple like storyline pick things. They gave you like a comic book thing to pick big plot points, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, so I'm kind of bored. And also, space has never been a genre that I like a setting that I really enjoy all that well. So like, I was just like, oh boy, I'm a captain of a spaceship. I guess cool. Um. And all the aliens are humanoid and can talk English, and this doesn't make sense to me. It's like Star Trek all over again, and I hate it. Oh, I love. <laughs> my dad's Star- a big Trekkie. I love Star Trek. My dad's I love my it dad's so a much. big Trekkie. Never met the I have so like okay. What? I won't lie. I'll be in, entirely honest. Star Trek's a cool series. I have watched a lot of it, and a lot of all the series of Star Trek. <laughs> but I have some major gripes, largely. Everything is in a humanoid shape, and it all speaks English. <laughs> and it's all very horny. No. Yes. No. It, they are very the horny. The Darmoks. Okay. The Darmoks do not the, speak English. There was also the Tribbles. Okay. The Tribbles were were not well, English speaking. Th- what do you think they were doing though? They were very horny. That's very true. Yeah. No, they were. The Tamarians, not the Darmoks. <laughs> the Tamarians. They don't speak English. See, you say Tamarian, okay. and then my brain goes to the Witcher. Damn it! Because <laughs> that is yeah. from the Witcher? No, no, no. The, okay. okay, so the, <laughs> the Tamarians are this race of uh, aliens who, I get, look, it doesn't make sense. Don't try to think about it too hard. Their, their language is made up of metaphors. They can only speak in metaphors. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember this. It's a pretty famous It's a pretty famous episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Okay, if it's in Next Generation, I have specifically watched this. Because if it happened... Like, I've told you this. I've watched it on Netflix, all of the Next Generation, purposely. And then I got halfway through the final season. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out. I do not give a shit about Worf's kid for the seventh episode. <laughs> that little shit can go so, out. Of, can go out in airlock. Apparently, he gets better I in have, Deep Space Nine. I don't know. I should watch that show. I, you know, that's also I been have, on my list. Yeah, I have probably watched it. I have probably watched this episode with the Temerians, but I just don't remember it. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Oh boy. That doesn't ring That's a bell? Not. No. Okay, don't worry about it. We're moving on. So. Okay. 
Mass Effect. Mass Effect, yes. So, I don't know. I think that these are, yeah, these are definitely my version of dating sims um, because that's mm-hmm. def- <laughs> that's been some of my driving force in replays is just romancing other characters. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, love, I love Bioware games because they're basically just, it's just the same thing but set in different times. So, Bioware, uh, Dragon Age is yeah. basically the same as Mass Effect. You've got, like... You can piss your squad mates off because of your personality type. So you've got to worry about who you have with you when you make certain choices uh, in the game, both of the games. Um, and I, I'm I'm such a nerd about lore, so I love games that just you just get really really invested in world building and characters and their motivations and seeing characters go through like trilogies like Mass Effect. You get I, I was sobbing playing Mass Effect three. Because I was so invested in all the characters. Mm-hmm. I bet. I mean, I, I, uh, I unfortunately only ever really, as far as like the modern Bioware games, I loved um, their D and D stuff they did. Um, gosh, I can't. Neverwinter Nights was the big game that I I got into that they did, but. Um, Later on, the only one I got into was Dragon Age 2. And that was because it was so much easier to play on console, but everyone hated it for that reason. And I was like, I was like, hey, I can actually play this, though? Like, that's a little bit of an upside to me, but man, did I get tired of seeing the same cave 70 <laughs> times and the same, like, dungeons, like, all these other times. And I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is all it is. But I did have a lot of fun. Um, uh, I did date the elf on that one. Fenris. That was interesting. Or yeah. the girl, Meryl, or Meryl, I think is her name. Yeah, Meryl. Meryl. That one was weird. That was a. W- and then uh, the pirate girl got mad at me because we were dating first. <laughs> so that was interesting. She was like, I thought we were a thing. And I was like, but elf. <laughs> 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 I well she gets mad at you anyway to be totally honest yeah. I feel like I've played that game a few times through and mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever ended the game with her not mad at me uh, but I think definitely I think Dragon Age 2 is the weakest of the series but I will that seems to be the consensus I, I will still <laughs> say though that I have I've played a tremendous amount of that game because I love Dragon Age and I do love the I love all the the lore. I'm heavily invested in. I'm a mage sympathist. Um, I don't. I know that the games are kind of old, but the new uh, the newer game is coming out. I think soon. So some people. Yes. Some people might be getting into the game now. So all I have to say is that Anders was right, and I'm not going to spoil anything else for anyone else. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I played a fighter. I was straight up warrior. I was just like, nope. I'm just gonna kill things with a sword. Oh, I play. I definitely play as a rogue. I play an archer because they're the weakest party members, and they will die on the hardest difficulties immediately. So I play as the weakest party member so that I don't die, and then I have all the warriors. That's a sound strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That way. That way, you're not. Your like idiot archers aren't like running into the fire. 
yeah, they it's like they are designed to have dodge and smoke bombs and stealth, but they don't do any of it. Even when you set the game up, I go in, I do the auto tactics, but the game he just stands there, deer in the headlights. And I'm like, great, cool, cool. <laughs> Thanks for the support, Varric. He's, no, he's no Legolas, that's for sure. No, no. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are. That's that's right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, Legolas is the most overpowered party member of all the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, which is basically how I've played all of the Dragon Age games, but I'm just a female version. So I guess Katniss? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. Katniss was a very fine point archer. Very overpowered, too. She had plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, she did. <laughs> um, I that's Hunger Games jokes, Pan, if you didn't know. Yeah, okay. yeah. I hate the Hunger Games so much. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, man. That, I, I, uh, my biggest complaint, just a little bit tangent of the first movie, was always like, they're, they're like, oh no, at the end of the movie, this is a problem. We can't have people killing each other. I was like, no shit. You took a whole movie to build up to the problem. Like, the, the classic movie thing is like, we have a problem. All right, we're going to solve it. Now, like, the classic arc and pits and falls of a movie, and the whole movie was just one ramp up to the problem, end movie. And I'm like, wow, that was That's because dumb. they wanted that sweet, sweet Harry Potter movie franchise money. Well, I mean, the books, there are three books. Four, I guess, if mm -hmm. you count the prequel, but... I'm a nerd, you guys. I've read all those books. That's just what it is. I'll say it shame shamelessly. I was, I was both... I was told... This is funny. So my ex-wife, she was really into both the Twilight books and the Hunger Game books before they were movies. And... She told me the whole plot of these things as she was reading them. And then we would watch the movie and I'd be like, wait a minute. I know what's happening here. Why do I know what's happening? <laughs> like, oh, she's like, I had told you this. Like, and I was like, yeah, but we were like, this is like 10 years ago. You told me. <laughs> How am I supposed to remember? My sister, I think she was about 12 or 13 when the Twilight books uh, got big. Like, oh, before no. the movies exploded. Before the mm -hmm. movies. Just when the books were just, like, the hottest teen fiction. And, you know, you know a few things about uh, about my upbringing, uh, 420. You see, we had, my sister and I both really liked vampire fiction and stuff. So imagine her delight and surprise when there was basically Christian vampire romance fiction for teenage girls. Oh, yeah. And it was it was like the book was made for her. Oh, I've uh, I've told you, Pan, but um, Sasha, you may not know. I used to do movie reviews for one of my companies as like a side thing, and they actually gave me money and sent me to premieres of certain movies. Oh, no. So uh, I got to see the second Twilight movie on premiere night. I guarantee you, I was the only male in that whole audience. Did you go by yourself? I went with my wife at the time and her younger sister. Well, I'm very glad that you weren't just like a man at the Twilight movie all by yourself. I would have lost my mind. 
because there's that that point where uh, I can't remember his name, but the Native American <gasps> werewolf guy, he takes oh, off his shirt to help no. her when she crashes on a motorcycle, and the whole theater erupted in woo, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> Oh boy! Oh shit! That was that was an experience. <laughs> I don't have any fun Twilight stories. I wasn't into that. I, I'm too old. But I was into teen vampire and horror movie books and stuff. L.J. Mm-hmm. Smith was more my game than than Twilight. But I'm gonna end this. I'm Which gonna end this fair. tangent because I feel like the next tangent we're gonna get on is The Witcher because mm-hmm. I I think that. I would, I'd be really upset with myself if I didn't mention The Witcher. I put off playing The Witcher 3 for a really long time because I played a ton of The Witcher 2. So I knew when The Witcher 3 came out, I, I wanted to have at least two or three weeks to dedicate to that. Um, but I was in grad school mm-hmm. when it came out, so I didn't have time uh, right away. So this was one that I ended up playing when I was on maternity leave picking up uh, because I never slept anyway um my kid eating like every two to three hours so I played a ton of The Witcher 3 um I I really really love this series because I've also read all the books um so I'm very heavily invested in the lore again another reason I love these games Mm -hmm. Steve where's our comic yeah Toss a coin to your Witcher. I, just, I, lo- I love the Netflix series. I do. But I have not read the book, so I am not spoiled. I need someone I need someone in my life I can complain to about the Netflix series besides my husband. <laughs> I mean, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And here I am just like, but I thought they were cool. It was, they had a really good satyr in there. It, it was fun. I mean, like, I did like watching The Witcher, but I don't know. I just... I'm not happy with some of some of the choices. Triss Marigold is miscast. Mm. Okay. I, I, my, my interactions have been halfway through Witcher 1, and then I have played a little bit of Witcher 3. Honestly, The Witcher 2 is pretty solid as if for a revisit because it's the graphics at the time um, were just like how The Witcher 3 is. Like, were pretty great when it came out. Um, and it's it's almost identical to The Witcher 3. It's just not, it's just not as mm. polished. But it's pretty solid to go back to. I have it. I own it. Good old games. That's their thing. My husband got super into The Witcher uh, two years ago, which is right before he moved here. So about two mm-hmm. years ago. And uh, so he played through, like, all The Witcher games. I think he played through the older ones, yeah, shortly before we moved here. And then he got deep into, like, all The Witcher uh, media because he had to drive an hour and a half to work every day at that time. So he just listened to all the books on audiobook. And uh, now we've owned physical copies of all the books. And... We own the graphic novelization. This is actually, uh, basically it's Witcher fanfic. It's not any novelization of the books. Mm. That's how I felt like the two, I think it's like the first two books that are in the Witcher 
series are just short stories kind of yeah. slapped together that are reminds me of if you've read uh, the graphic novels fables very much like oh that. yeah exactly yeah. yes um yeah i got fortuan uh the audiobook of sword of destiny was that the one we bought him yeah sword, sword of destiny sword of destiny yeah, because yeah. there Still was a there it. was a particular short story in there that i wanted him to hear that one's the yep, important the one dragon. though that one is the important one because it has like all the series stuff in it doesn't it the build up for it my husband is vehemently shaking his head. I'm not vehemently shaking my head. I'm, they're both important. <laughs> he says they're both important. Okay. I will say, I will say I, that I one of my favorite episodes of The Witcher was the series on Netflix was where they did the like Red Riding Hood nod that is also in one of those shows. Yeah. Sorry, books. I I liked that too, except they they sort of changed the situation he was in. Yes. And that really sort of changes the philosophy of what happens, and that's kind of the point of the story, and that's why I got mad. I did like the episode, though, because I, I don't know, yeah. I liked all the fight scenes. But I agree, because at first it caught me off guard. I'm like, is this? I don't know. Am I? I'm questioning this, but it ended up being it. But I did like it. But yeah, hmm. yeah, they changed the entire situation and how things are going down, and basically, like, Geralt has to either, like, slaughter Little Red Riding Hood in front of everyone, or let her guys, like, kill a bunch of children. And so, hmm. he, ki- so he kills the Little Red Riding Hood and her guys, and everybody thinks that Geralt just, like, wandered into town and went nuts on these innocent people. Yeah, because isn't this how they essentially, they married the oh, background of the Butcher of Blaziken? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. this is the book. Okay, now I'm understanding because yeah. this is the Butcher of Blaviken episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the book, okay. yeah, in the book, the Little Red Riding Hood lady has like a bunch of like kids being held hostage, mm. and he has to either decide to like just go nuts on her, surprise her, and kill her and her guys, or all her hostages are going to die. Yeah, he he did the right choice, even though yeah. it's not. Easy. Yeah, exactly. I would think. Yeah, so um, because of that, it, everyone thinks he's just this, like, psycho murderer. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that's okay. what happens in the book. Interesting. See, I'm not it, disinterested in The Witcher. I just, my problem is I play too many games that I don't listen to a lot of books anymore. I don't drive as much as I used to, you know. Working in the family business here essentially ran from the house now like i don't drive where i'm not with someone so i don't get to listen to audiobooks anymore so i started the the gold dragon one though oh, i'm there good good that's a good one it is a really yeah. good one yeah after you've listened to it i want to talk to you about it sometime okay so what else what else uh, you got on your list though um, Alright, so uh, I also have been recently, the game I've been playing the most has been The Outer Worlds, um, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if they're coming out with another DLC or not, but their DLC has been pretty interesting. One of them has been a murder mystery, um, which I was not expecting because the game is very, uh, it's like if Fallout New Vegas was in space and was it was all about capitalism and anti-corporations. So if Fallout is, New is Vegas was one... in space. 
Yes, yes, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. But it's so it's so on the nose with the corporation stuff. So basically all the factions are major corporations. And there's mm-hmm. no like there's no allegiances to any specific country. You're either like um you either work in one of the distribution factories for the rest of your life or your management and you're so you're the haves and the have nots. It's very on the nose, just like uh Borderlands series is. Mm. Um, yeah, I was going to say that reminds me of Borderlands because all the gun companies and whatnot, and you end up having to fight like Atlas and all of them. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is like that, but there's not as much of a variety on the guns. Um, it's very. There's just like a set number of di- kind of guns for whatever kind of class that you pick, um, whether it's long mm-hmm. guns or short guns. Uh, I don't really do melee in Outer Worlds. I haven't tried it yet. I've just played through um, with with a sniper rifle mostly. Um, That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> there are some weaknesses to the Outer Worlds. I had like big, big visions for what I thought it was going to be because everyone was kind of billing it as New Vegas in space. So, you know, obviously New Vegas is on a very high pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Outer Worlds not quite live up to that for me, but it still has been a pretty fun distraction. I think it's kind of more if the Borderlands story was a little bit more fleshed out. You had some dialogue options in there and um, companion choices, but it's been fun, though. Okay. Um, I'm going to, and then I, I'll say some honorable mentions. Um, I played uh, a ton of Red Dead Revolver in Red Dead Redemption, which I think are kind of like RPG, action-adventure, kind of on the cusp of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to love playing Red Dead Revolver back with, like, playing at home with people. Uh, my my boyfriend, who's my husband at the time, or husband now, boyfriend at the time, <laughs> and my brother, we, uh, my cousin, we'd all sit around and play multiplayer together. Red Dead Revolver was a mm. ton of fun. Um Red Dead Redemption also. I think that's probably the only real Rockstar game that I've invested time in online play for. But I've invested time in a few of them and I have always been disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into Eloy Noir and I was like, why is Cole such a bastard? Oh. I hate Detective Cole. I loved L.A. Noir because I love I love murder mystery stuff. So I do, too. But the thing is, the main character was such an asshole, such an asshole. I I hated him. Well, you know, he got his just desserts. We uh, we have a running joke uh, with a friend of ours. Um, You know, we'll say, you know, press X to doubt. (laughs) And uh, then he'll just like flip into a like frothing rage and she's like what do you mean you don't what do you mean they don't have pepperonis <laughs> what yeah, do you mean what, casey's my, was out of sausage pizza my my brother and i both do the press x to doubt <laughs> we're like uh x to doubt my parents are like why <laughs> like why do you <laughs> what is going on and we're like never mind just my version of that is the telltale, like, I will remember that, they will remember <laughs> that, everyone will remember that, or everyone liked that. Oh, yeah. Have uh, either of you guys played uh, Detroit Become Human? I haven't, but no, I've heard. No, but I, I watched it. I watched That's good enough. Through. That's good enough. 
Yeah. Just curious, especially since you mentioned being a fan of like point and click type things. I've heard that I would love it, and I do. I have, I have a PlayStation Four, but I, I don't know. I'm just an. I Xbox forgot that was exclusive. Person. I forgot it was exclusive. My husband. Oh yeah, I guess it is. My husband's the PlayStation player in this house, and I'm, I'm the Xbox person yeah that's okay i mean i am mostly a nintendo person but i coincidentally also always get a playstation so but i go where my series are i'm not really a super loyal to one company over the other it's gonna be a cold day in hell when my series leave nintendo I I feel like my brain is too invested in the uh, amount of time I've dedicated to achievement hunting that I could never abandon my gamer tag. That, yeah, yep. My friend Devin is like that. Yeah. Never, never. I, can, I am pretty sure my gamer tag was deactivated because I didn't keep it up during that that purge they did a couple years ago. So I'm pretty sure I lost all those achievements. I, oh, I'd be devastated. It's, I'd be so much time that I lost. It's why I ended up getting <laughs> clean of WoW, because at the time we were playing on Alliance, and we were getting our asses beat in PvP constantly by the Horde. So my husband's like, let's just change change sides walk away let's just let's just do an alliance switch so we paid to change to the horde and i lost all my progress in a bunch of stuff that i've been doing dailies on and i i'm like i'm never playing this game again i'm done that's it that's it (laughs) it's it's dead to me yep i'm walking away from this (laughs) that's uh that's a little bit like how my husband and i got out of magic the gathering we uh we were saving up for our weddings. We're like, okay, we're not going to buy into the new Magic the Gathering set. And the thing is, is that your Magic magic cards uh, rotate about every year or so, right? It's faster now. Okay. Yeah, I think it's faster now. Okay. Because it's every two releases. So, yeah. like, and they, they've upped the releases. So, we actually have a Magic show that isn't this weekly one, in case you didn't know, Shasta. But, um... Yeah, we, my brother and I do it, and we don't play standard anymore for this reason. Like we don't. Yeah, I think a lot of people are getting it. out of standard for that. But anyways, standard was the big thing uh, in our area at the time, and about once a year, all the standard cards are basically not standard legal anymore because uh, because of how they sort of rotate cards. Well, every certain sets, most go, cards, it's yes. rolling. Yeah, yeah, most cards. I'm, I'm TLDRing it for people who don't play Magic for it. Yeah. Once a year, all your cards are gone, and you have to get new cards. So, but, you know, you do it slowly over time, and as long as you're you're still in, you're still in. You don't never have to buy in the big sort of investment in. But we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to buy any magic cards until after the wedding, because we got to save money. You know, we gotta, we're paying for a lot of this ourselves, so we got to save money. We're not buying any more magic cards. So we didn't buy any magic cards for about seven or eight months. And then uh, all our decks were uh, all our decks were no longer standard legal, and they were like, "Oh, do we really want to? No, do we thanks. really want to throw like two hundred bucks into this so we can play Magic again?" See, <sighs> this is why you play this wonderful format called EDH or or Commander, where there is no rotation. 
Oh, just you wait. So, uh, about two weeks ago, uh... Oh, this is spicy. On a lark, we decided to buy, uh, some EDH decks that are Forgotten Realms-based. Yes, because there is a Forgotten Realms set we just did a review for. Yeah. Um... So I got the uh, I got the like dragon knights thing. It's it's red green dragons. Yes. And uh, my husband, yeah. which color? What did you get? You got the white, white blue. White white green. White green. Elves. It's white green elves. Artifact artifacts. Mm -hmm. And artifacts, because he plays as an artificer in D and D now. So, anyways, Fortran is pulling me back in. Help! Save me! No, you're dead. You're gone. You got an EDH deck. That is that is for life at this point because it never goes away. And you can always just tune it with better cards. And that's all that happens. <laughs> and because it's EDH, I can throw... I have a whole bunch of old werewolves from Innistrad that I can throw in this. Okay. Yep. That That's a tangent uh, about getting out of bad habits. And uh, there's, it's slowly sucking me back in. They came in through the back door through D&D. Now, m what got me out of magic was actually having the kids, the girls. Uh, I couldn't keep up with it also. But, you know, being a dad, it's a little different. I had to stop going to Friday Night Magic, so I got a standard. So I said, only EDH from this point on. And I am not a collector of a lot of things, but I do collect a few things. And I now have every single Hydra released by magic. Nice. That is what I do. I collect Hydras in magic. I like to call myself the Hydra Relief Foundation because people normally don't like Hydras and they just give them away. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> so, what other games are you into? Yeah. Back on, to back on topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is par for the course, just so you know. We go off topic a lot. No, my, that's my go -to it's totally is, okay. My go-to yeah. saying is, meanwhile, back at the plot. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, back at the plot. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, back... See apocalyptic games. Also, I really like the Dead Rising series. Oh, yeah, that's not one that came up. Um, I love, love, love these games. These are ones that I, when my husband and I were teenagers, we would play together the original Dead Rising game. Um, so it's one that I'm willing to actually share. You know, hand the controller over, share with people. There's different <laughs> different reasons to play through the game, so sometimes you might like because it's timed, which makes it really um, nerve wracking. Sometimes. Yes. So, I've played. We've played through together and tried to do like the completionist runs, which are never usually not successful, or we get like pretty close, uh, rescue like a ton of people, um, but usually we just end up not enjoying it as much as we are just kind of free roaming and putting Frank West or Chuck in like weird, weird outfits and getting the cutscenes <laughs> and like I think I played one time I played all through Dragon e or uh, Dead Rising two <laughs> as uh, wearing the Capcom. Uh, mask, no clothes, like just some underwear and like some UGG boots or something. Something totally ugly, weird. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Speaking of that, I've been doing that recently with Monster Hunter Stories too, where they have this thing where they have like facial, they have you pick a face to begin with, but they mod, they like move that face in weird ways during the cutscenes. And they do this thing where you have an option where you can turn the helmet off. And I leave the helmet on on the options 
So they'll be talking to you, and you're supposed to have this face that's like either serious or sad or whatever. So all these people talk to me, and it cuts to a it cuts to a screen of my character just standing there with no emotions because I have a helmet on, and I'm just like not responding because they don't do they don't talk. So they just do it all through facial stuff, and I'm just like, nope. I like to imagine he just isn't a paying attention or just doesn't give a shit. And it makes it so funny to me. <laughs> He's just like, hey. Meanwhile. Fourth one's character is just staring at the ceiling. <laughs> so yeah, I the that that's funny to me that wearing the Capcom thing because during cutscenes as well, right? Yeah, whatever you've got on, and then especially if you just got done doing like a boss fight, so your character will have yeah. like blood splatter all over them, and you're wearing the stupidest outfits. You can make him wear dresses and pigtails in his hair, all kinds of shit. It's like that 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 pro ZD skit. Mm-hmm. He's like his uh his like dad is like dying and he's like Dennis, I, w- I want to see you one last time, and it just cuts over to like Prozidi's character and he's wearing like all this stupid like a grandma hat and like giant sunglasses. There's stuff like that in uh <laughs> I think like the second one and the third one because it's all about like saving your daughter and getting getting the Zombrex to save your kid. Um, and mm-hmm. if you fail, you know, you get the, you get the cutscene of your kid turning and you're wearing that ridiculous outfit. Oh yeah. Monster Hunter does that. You can wear the like fucking Wiggler hat in yeah. cutscenes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can wear the Wiggler hat and it's just like flopping in the wind. Just. <laughs> okay. Oh man. So, uh, Sasha, if you need, you need a little context. Um, the Wiggler hat in Monster Hunter world. It is a very, it has some very good stats. Wigglers are these, it, you imagine like an eel, you know, it like pops out of a hole and it snaps stuff. Well, these wigglers are like these worm eel things that pop up out of the ground and they look like flowers and they just wiggle around in the breeze like this. And there's a special event quest where if you kill a bunch of them, you can make a hat and it turns your head into a giant wiggly eel that just goes like this. That- that bends with the wind and bends while you're running and stuff. It looks ridiculous. It flops it. around. It flops around rather um, wigglyly. So that reminds me yeah. of I. I am not really big into Grand Theft Auto, but I have played a ton of Saints Row, uh, which is a ton okay. of disgusting, gross-out humor in it. And there's a oh, weapon yeah. called Oh, I can't. I, I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure it's something really gross. But Steve. it's basically a giant dildo. Um, a What's big... the dildo gun called? It's like the penetrator. Wasn't it called, it's called like the, the penetrator? penetrator? Yep, there it is. Yeah. There it is. And yeah. you're just like running I around with it, it and it's flopping it. around <laughs> over your <laughs> So <laughs> that's what that, what the Wiggler yeah, reminds Saints me of. Yeah, that's Saints Row. <laughs> there. If, yeah, if you're... except it's on your head. Yeah, if you're able to tab over to the planning channel, that's what oh. the Wiggler hat looks like. Interesting, like like a Lapras. Yeah, yeah, there you yes. go. Yeah, look, it makes you look like a Lapras. There you go. But that thing like flops around when you're running and stuff, and it's cutscenes. It's wonderful. It looks so stupid, but it's actually good for certain builds. It's really good for certain builds. I would wear it with no shame, to be honest. I have no problem looking stupid in a game. <laughs> it's my ass kicking elephant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, 
I, I love the... I lo See, that's the thing in games. I like the full helm look. I don't like seeing my face. I will spend a lot of time making the character look like me, and then I'll be like, covered up with a helmet. 100%. It's not that I don't like it. It's just like, I just like the armored look. That's just what I like. So... I, yeah, that, that, that was having just recently finished, finished stories too. I didn't tell you about that pan. I have finished the end game even. And then I beat the end game and then it was like, hey, here's more end game. It's exactly the same, but harder with no rewards. And I'm like, nah, no thanks. I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> like Skyward Sword, which I did start. Yeah. So. Um, what's your, uh, so we're still on Western RPGs? Or no, I think, I think I'm going to step, I'm okay. going to step out of Western RPGs, but it, you know what? Give me like 30 seconds. I have to step away for one second. Okay. Sure. I'll talk a little bit more about stories then. Um, so, uh, Pan, do you care about spoilers? Okay. Big spoiler warning to those who are listening who haven't finished stories or the end game. Okay. So... I'll give you a little bit of a second to turn away, give you like a minute or so, and then come back. But you beat the game. This uh, dragon thing, it's the end of the game. Cool. And then they're like, okay, there's this thing called the Elder's Lair, and you go into high rank. And you have high rank monsters, which, you know, we're familiar with that in Monster Hunter. And you go and you beat them, and then you have 10 floors of these high rank monsters, and then you get to the end and you fight Fatalis. Makes and you're sense. like, oh, cool. You get done, they're like, now you go to the special Elder's Lair, and it's literally everything again. Is it a G-rank lair? Yes, but no G-rank items. It's still high-rank <laughs> items. Yep. See, that's Ooh. why, yeah. That's why I was like, no, we're not doing this again. No. No. So I'm I'm going to I'm gonna raise up my, my team, which which uh, I got a Kieran finally. So I was, I was, uh. I got my Karen named Kevin, which to, <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, Sasha for you. So, you know, Kieran is a mythological creature. It's like a unicorn in Japanese lore that they have in the game, but it's basically it's a, unicorn. a unicorn. I named basically need, a lightning unicorn. You need to name him Charlie. Yeah. Now, see, I thought about that, but I wanted to go Kevin cause I did, I did Kevin with a bunch of exclamation marks cause I couldn't find him forever. So I thought about home alone. <laughs> so I was like, Kevin, when I finally got him. So, that's his name. I just thought you were naming something that's very unique. A very average name. <laughs> that's some of what I have done, too. Like, uh, my one of my favorite monsters that I got. Because it's, it's pseudo, like, Pokemon. I think I talked about this a little bit. Where you don't really catch the monsters. You hatch them as eggs. And you get to name them. And I hatched an Aptonoth, which is a great... Um, just like a normal we kill like, them for steak. Yeah, they're, they're basically like a like a cow. And I made him one of my strongest characters for a long time. And I named <laughs> him Harry. That's like making a beedoof your your main. I I mean, hi, bug trainer Cham here. Oh. That's what I do. I, that is my thing, bug trainer Cham. Like, so I made my Aptonoth named Harry, and that was fun. Actually, Harry was a reason. It's my great-grandfather's name, so he was an awesome guy. <laughs> so I do that occasionally. But what are the games? What are the games you want to talk about? All right. Um. So 
I've played a ton of Left 4 Dead um, and Left 4 Dead 2. Mm -hmm. So these are ones that I really love as well because I think this is probably maybe the most multiplayer I have invested my time into. Uh, I played a ton with my brother, my husband, but I really love playing as Special Infected online against people. It's it's like finding my inner troll. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And I can relate 100% to you on this. So I didn't play a lot of Xbox, but I did with Left 4 Dead. I got Left 4 Dead because I was interested in it. And um, I found a couple of college guys. They were just talking about it. So I was like, these guys I never talked to. We were kind of like a close-knit college class, too. Like 20 of us all went through the same classes. And I went up and I heard they were talking about Left 4 Dead. So I joined these guys. So I was their fourth. And we just like on the online, we were actually so good as the survivors. If you remember playing that back in the day, people would quit out if they were survivors because they just wanted to play the special infected. We made people rage quit as the special infected. We were so fast <laughs> as survivors. Because like, <laughs> but as a special infected, it was even worse. So when we actually got a match, like there was a match where as a tank, I downed the whole team in one hit. If you remember the first uh, Mercy Hospital uh, episode, and there's that alley on the f the apartments level, the first one, to get out of the apartments and you round that corner, and there's a car sitting at the end of that alley. I waited till they rounded the corner, and I punched the car and downed all four of them at once. I was just, I was beside myself in laughter. And, like, my buds and I all did that. But, yeah, the <laughs> the... What was your favorite special infected to, to use? I, well, I like to, in, in the second game, I'm very, very, surprisingly mm -hmm. very good with a spitter, um, in, which is mm. what I would love to fuck with people on, because I would try to go the whole match without dying that way, um, and just mess with people, yeah. down them. Um, I also really like to play as a jockey, and mess up the team <laughs> dynamic and like pull somebody off like i love playing swamp fever and like pulling somebody into the wrong direction and uh oh what's the one not swamp feet hard rain that one too because it make mm -hmm. it hard for people to find you once you get pulled off in the wrong direction the first game boomer probably i don't know i'm really more into like mm -hmm. doing doing the dots and messing up their team dynamic rather than being the heavy hitter I think even though the tank was the best story I had, I think my cho the choker was my favorite in the first one. The choker, because you could just, like, hang someone. And if they weren't paying attention to their teammates, they're just dead. You just pick the last one off in the back, and they're like, Let's keep running. And then they're leaving the one guy for dead, and I'm left for dead, right? And I was just like, yep, I got him. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. My brother and I got so heavy into playing Left 4 Dead that we we played through one time with the developer commentary on and learned that there are ways playing as the survivors that you essentially piss the game off. So there are things that you will do that will make Ooh. the game more challenging for you. So things like uh, you pick up a, one of those gas tanks, the game is going to send a special infected at you that will cause explosions. Or you standing in a doorway, Ooh. in a doorway, rather than taking cover, the game is going to send, like, things to pull you away from, pull you out of the doorway. Interesting. 
I, uh, my love for the game really dropped. They did an update that gave the melee a cooldown in the original game. And I was like, no. Because, like, the four of us playing together, we could just protect each other with melees. That wasn't the case with the melee cooldown when they added it. And then it just sort of, they kept it because they had the melee weapons in two. So we never got into two because of that. But even then, I still have a lot of fond memories of that game. And I'm really, really looking forward to Back for Blood. I'm trying to get people to play that. I will so. I will definitely be playing that. Um, my brother and mm-hmm. I, we, we have, like, we went through a phase where we tried to play, uh, play on expert with just the two of us. So that was another thing we learned from the game commentary was that if you had like you had to have a computer player playing, you wanted it to be Bill, or um, because Bill had the best shot, best accuracy, and you wanted to play as mm. Francis. Uh, and then like same thing in Left 4 Dead 2, you want to play as uh, El- Ellis, I think is his name, and Rush and Rochelle because they have the worst aim. Um, Mm. so my brother and I would play and I remember one time we were playing and it was no mercy and we were playing expert for hours dying and trying to get through it, trying to get through it. And then we get through to the end. We're on the hospital and he left me, he left me on the roof of the hospital. And I, this was probably like, I don't know, almost 10 years ago and I'm still really fucking mad about it. I've never beaten yeah. No Mercy on Expert, like, with just the two of us. Never. We never were able to do it except the one time that he got out, and I did not. And I still have beef. <laughs> I I remember there was times where we did leave someone, and the other guy's like, Fuck you! Why would you do <laughs> Oh, but man, one of the times I was the last guy... And you, because you remember how the helicopter takes off and it starts going forward? So I ran and I jumped off the building trying to get to... I, obviously, you can't get to the helicopter. But it actually made for... They actually clipped it where you could see, like, the bunch of the zombies coming after me and stuff, too. It was actually really cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that... Yeah, I've been there. Maybe not on that challenging of a difficulty, but, yeah, it's, it's a bad feeling. You know, we just... We wanted to challenge ourselves, and I think that's actually when we stopped. When I stopped playing the two-man experts, we did we did Untouchables that way too. But we had found a glitch in the game. There was like, um, it was the one where the the boat comes to save you, and there's mm-hmm. a rock right next to the docks. So you jumped up on the rocks, and then the only thing you had to watch out for was tank rocks. And we did mm. Untouchables that way. Okay, I'm at. Uh, I think that's Blood Harvest. Yes, I think, I, that was I the... think so. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with. Let's go into action adventure because I've got I've got quite a few games in here too. Um, yeah. I played. I like the Far Cry series. Okay. Um, the one I played the most, I think, is Far Cry Three. Which mm-hmm. came out around the same time as the Tomb Raider reboot series came out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, which I pretty much found that the Tomb Raider reboot series was Far Cry 3, but you were just Lara Croft. It was like almost identical games. Kind of, yeah. I, I never played Far Cry, but I feel like I did play the Tomb Raider remakes. And yeah, I feel that way with all the crafting and stuff that wasn't in the original games. Yeah. Did you ever play Far Cry Blood Dragon? I 
tried to a few times. I don't know why I never committed to it because it's, again, it's just the same as Far Cry 3. I was trying super hard to talk Fortwan into playing it last week. Yeah. I mean, it's up my alley. Laser dinosaurs, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I it wasn't on GOG. I think I looked. It's okay. I have it. I'm not I, getting it on Steam. I got it. I have it on Xbox, but I... I didn't commit to it. But Far Cry 3 I really liked. Um, and Far Cry 4, which is, again, it, they're all pretty much the same game. It's just the graphics get a little bit better. Uh, the world gets a little bit bigger. But, um, let's see. And then Borderlands. Borderlands is another one I've played a ton of. I've really enjoyed um borderlands one and two the most that was one i played a lot of multiplayer uh, again with yeah moxie's underdome is something that makes my blood boil just just thinking about moxie's underdome um as a an achievement hunter i think it's like the only thing oh no yeah uh i think it's like the only thing that has stopped me from completing the original borderlands game Man, I I did not have someone to play with on the original Borderlands game. I was just by myself. That game was a slog by myself. But I, I understand why people love it for the multiplayer aspect. But I got to that final boss, and when I meleeed it to death because its tentacle was grabbing that rock, I was so mad. I was so mad that I found that exploit. Oh, man. Well, like, this game's trash. I hate it. I hate it forever, and I never played again until my brother and I played Borderlands 3 together. And I love it. <laughs> I haven't... I've actually not... I don't even think I've beaten Borderlands 3. I've played it. I got... I start, Same thing with the pre-sequel. I started to play it. I hated the addition of... What are they, like, oxygen tanks or something extra with your shield in pre-sequel? Yes. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, that's understandable. Yeah, and I think I'm like one of the few people who really love Claptrap. I don't know why. I think he's. I love him too. He's awesome. He's funny. Oh man, my brother hates him. My husband thinks he's annoying. I think he's so funny when he's carrying on like quoting Communist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I found him re really funny in the first one. And I think he was the only like NPC that I really cared for. Like, I've heard a lot of people were in intrigued by like Doctor Zed sometimes. They're like, oh, he's so cool. And I was just like, I don't know. He's kind of weird. Uh, I, like, Scooter is really funny to me. Uh, the catch a ride guy. Oh yeah, yeah. This is where cars live. Yes. Get you on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but no, Mad Moxie's Underdome is the most frustrating slog of a of a experience. And I think it's like 20 or 40 rounds. Um, I don't know in my head. It's like 100 rounds of increasingly more challenging Difficult. waves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I got, we were two, two or three rounds from the end when we wiped. And we were playing, I think we've been playing for a few hours to get that far. And I was so angry and I've never, never brought myself back to try it, it is, again. 
It is stressful. So um, my uh, a good friend of mine a long time ago was big into Halo. And if uh, Halo ODST, its big multiplayer was the Horde mode, if you remember. We stayed up way too late one night. Like, way too late. I had work the next day. He had work the next day. But I went over to his place, like, at 10 o'clock at night. I was like, we're just going to do one one round of this, this ODST mode. We ended up placing first in the leaderboards in the world and was immediately replaced. But we did place first for, like, a couple seconds on that leaderboard. And we didn't even finish the wave. We were on, like, if you remember how it works, there was, like, 10 waves, like, 10, wa- like 10 things of 10 waves I, on that one. I don't think... I think that's what it was. We were like on like 8.6 or something like that is what we got to. And it was like the furthest anyone had got on that map so far. Because it was like right after the game came out. And uh, I was like, yeah, we did it. And it was like 4 in the morning. I was like, I have to be up in two hours. Good night. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, boy. But then the next day, he was like, hey, we hit first. And then, like, as we were looking at it, we got dropped a third. And we were like, oh, wait. <laughs> that sucked. But, yeah, yeah, that that could be frustrating. I never got to do... I didn't even know that was a mode in Borderlands 1 because I didn't play with other people. It was DLC that came out. Um, and all the other DLC was awesome in the original game. So I think that that was the one that had uh, the zombies. Mm-hmm. And then Mad Moxie's Underdome came out. And here I am, like, this Xbox completionist, got my perfect, like, completed game. And then Moxie's Underdome comes out and adds all these new achievements. And I still don't have them. I still don't have them. You know, that's that's one thing that I, that I liked that would attract. So I was very interested in achievements for a long time. That's why I stuck with the 360 for as long as I did is the achievement stuff. But again, I, I've, I've been able to temper that, that, that feeling at times. But when PlayStation 3 came out with the trophy stuff, and it's like, hey, we're going to track your percentage differently based on DLC and main games. I feel like that's one, one area where the trophy system beats out the gamer score. Because I was like, hey, I don't have to worry about the DLC unless I want to. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't affect my gamer score or, or like percentage for the overall game. Yeah, I started looking at so there's this website called True Achievements where they take mm-hmm. they take people's anybody who started the game and they take your performance in the game by the number of achievements you have, and then the rarity of the achievement um, is based on the number of people playing and the number of people who have unlocked the achievement. And then instead of it being like, okay, you got 100 points for beating the game on the hardest difficulty, they might say this has a certain level of rarity, so it gives it a higher higher score than that 100 points. So I started um, when I when I went to grad school and I, I started having way less time for games. I had to compromise with myself about it's not gonna we're not gonna complete games. We're just not gonna have the time to do that anymore. We're not doing like find a hundred tokens hidden in the open world. Um, and I started moving mm-hmm. more towards shooting for the higher the higher TA ratio is what they're called true achievement ratios. 
So your standard score mm. would be a ratio of 1.0. So the first achievement you unlock in the game would be a 1.0. And then games, things start to get a, a little bit more rare at like 2.0 and 3.0 and 4.0. And um, certain games will have those really, really rare achievements that are usually like 4.0 and higher. So I started getting really excited about getting those kinds of achievements rather than completing my games. Okay. Yeah. So I recommend hmm. people who are interested in that kind of uh, that kind of aspect of their game, that kind of achievement. Um, there's there's also a PlayStation equivalent of it. It's called True Trophies. Uh, but I'm not not really into PlayStation. Yeah, there yeah. it is. True Trophies. Yeah. Um, okay, so other games. Let's see. We talked a little bit about Saints Row, um, but I really liked mm -hmm. I really liked playing those games. I played um, I played one, two, and three, and then it kind of started to get very campy and almost like you were playing a game on God mode. So I didn't get into four. Yeah. Um, or the like Ghost to Hell I think version of it, but I I thought that probably a hot take but i like these games way more than grand theft auto <laughs> they're like the way more sure. fun version of grand theft auto to me <laughs> and i love this yeah. that's my husband's opinion too some some of the time other times he's like oh grand theft auto is awesome but he also had, yeah i don't know he flip-flops i really game. like them grand theft auto is the better game saints Row is more fun is what he says Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I, I like the car stuff. That's what I like. I like stealing the cars and wrecking the cars and that kind of thing. That's me. Well, see, I do too, and that's why I like... Um, Saints Row has like these mini-games, and a lot of them have to do with the cars. So there's like different... Mm. You could do... Um, there's racing, which the driving mechanics are fine if you're not playing. I, I didn't really care for the first one's racing modes, but... Uh, two and three were pretty fun. Um, there's escort. There's this version where you're you're a pimp, and you're your <laughs> sex worker is in the back seat, and you go pick up her Johns, and you got to make sure that you don't get your car all dinged up, and uh, you don't get pulled over by the cops while they do their business. It's like crazy taxi, but fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy taxi with. Uh, um an extra layer? Yeah, I, guess. I hope I hope an extra <laughs> layer, or it could be a gift that keeps on giving. Um, oh boy, that almost got me. I did, took a drink at the wrong time <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, my personal favorite uh, uh, mini game in Saints Row is Insurance Fraud, um, where you you it's like you ragdoll basically and try to. Um, cause as much harm to your person's body as possible and like crashing into cars and um and mayhem where you have like a bazooka and you try to cause as much property damage as possible in the short amount of time those are pretty fun oh um so one of my favorite car games burnout 3 had a wreck mode where you would have one ramp and in one ramp you would uh you would lose control of the vehicle after you hit the ramp um and you would the you got a better score based on how much property damage you caused by wrecking the car, 
and you actually had like a goal to hit like uh like gold silver and bronze like dollar amounts i love that yeah yep same thing in saints row nice yes um i feel like we can't talk about my favorite games without talking about the sims um Mm -hmm. Yeah, The Sims is something that I will get really, really heavy into for about a week, and then I won't play it for months. And then I'll play it again a ton for a while, and then I won't touch it again for months. Hmm. Which one do you currently, uh, or which one do you currently play? Uh, The Sims 4 is the one I've been playing, and I'll play it on Spotify. I think the only game I've been playing on PC if I do play PC games. For me for me, the Sims franchise really, really peaked at The Sims 2 because of how moddable it was. Mm. And then EA realized that they could microtransaction the shit out of it and they basically took away all the moddability. I still played a lot of The Sims 3. A lot of it. But I think it was a much better video game back at The Sims 2. And, uh... I right when The Sims 4 came out, I was like interested in it and I I think I like played it with a friend or so. I don't remember. I know I never paid for it. Hmm. Uh I forget how I played. I don't think I pirated it. I don't remember how I played it, but I played it very briefly right after it came out. And I was just like, "Nope. I'm tapping out. There's way too many things they've gutted from this and I'm not buying 500 million expansion packs. I'll just go back and play The Sims 3, which I do occasionally." I had a hard hmm. time kind of making the jump to Sims 4 for the same reason, because I had invested so much in, so much money in The Sims 3. Um, but I ended up finally, I think I, I had gotten like an EA Play subscription or something, and The Sims 4 was free, and then I bought one expansion pack, and then ended up buying a ton of expansion packs, and now I'm invested in The Sims 4. I- out of curiosity, I just looked up how many Sims 4 expansion packs are there? Nine. There's nine, according to Google. It, yeah, there's there's expansion packs, and then there's game packs, and then there's yeah. stuff packs. Yeah. Okay, so there's nine expansion packs, eight game packs, and 17 stuff packs. Yeah. It can cost as much as $700 to get all the extra things. Holy no. cow. That's if you are, have no patience and you can't wait for things to be on sale. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't get to bitch about that because if you look at Crusader Kings 2 for getting everything for it, I, I don't get to bitch about the cost of oh. all the expansion stuff for The Sims. <laughs> I have... I have Sometimes there's a sale on GOG and there's like, hey, there's this game and all these expansions. You could just buy the normal game at $60 or when it's on sale, you could buy everything for $80. And I have done that at least a couple times or I'm like, Ooh, but like I did that with Northgard, where it's like, Hey, you can have all the new tribe packs for like a dollar a piece, but there's like 17. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, ju- I just learned this. Apparently paradox, uh, switched to a subscription model for Crusader Kings two after three came out. Mm. Where you can subscribe to it and get all the DLC access so that we don't have to buy all the shit. Wow. Crusader so, Kings might, if you've never played that, uh, Sasha, that might be something up your alley. It's sounding like. 
Okay. Have to look into it. It's Anne um, has some crazy stories about this game. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, on the subject of The Sims, uh, that was one of the big games I was going to talk about if we ever get to the modding episode. I yes. I haven't done a ton of modding, but I, I, I guess you could call it modding. But I've just done stuff like like I took out all of the the annoying sim music and I put in music that was in my game, like my computer's library that's, instead. That's got, modding. I got a music pack for The Sims 1 and threw it in. That That would be very nostalgic and nice. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't remember which Sims I played. I only played it for a little while uh, at a friend's house. It was probably two. He was obsessed with having the, like, we had, like, a group of friends, a circle of friends in middle school. And he just made us all live in a house together. And he would just find ways to kill us. And he would just show us, like, how he would kill us. And it was just funny to him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like, standard stuff. No, like... If we ever, if we, I'm, I'm gonna save all these stories for the modding episode that we may never do. We'll see. Ace, Ace, are you, are you still listening, Ace? Do you do modding? One of these nights when you can, uh, when you can join us, if you mod, come on, that's when we're doing it. Ace, I tell you what, I, it was funny to me because he always tried to kill me and my sim wouldn't listen <laughs> and I, my sim would get away, and it was like his vendetta to kill me. Um, he eventually got me by setting me on fire at, like, a fireplace or something. Seating me too close to it, I guess, and, like, an ember or something can hit the chair or whatever. Uh, I don't remember, but... It took him a good three weeks to kill me. Like, he was just like, Why do you keep living? I was like, I don't know, because I don't want to die. <laughs> on the original The Sims 1... Uh, my mom found out that you could be bur- you could have the criminal, you know, job tree. And oh. she said that we were not allowed to play that game if we ever if we ever made our uh, Sims be uh, burglars. Uh oh. Yeah. We were not allowed to do that. I don't. I don't know. I. Like I said, I it was a total different world for me. I, I don't think if I, the only thing I wasn't allowed to have was Yahoo Messenger, and I broke that rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, it's a good thing that by the time I had The Sims Two, I had a laptop. Mm-hmm. She'd uh, and, and, you know, and it went in my room, and you know, it wasn't out in the in the living room. She'd have been pretty upset with like some of the shenanigans I got up to in The Sims Two. <laughs> So, so funny story, because I have moved back home since I was a teenager. Um, this room used to be the computer room. And the setup that, we're, that I'm using right now used to be where the old computer was. So this used to be like a guest bedroom. And my girls are in my old bedroom. And uh, so, like, I was sitting here. And my dad, he did, the reason why he didn't, because it was like an everybody computer, he didn't want Messenger because he was worried about viruses and that kind of stuff. That was, he was a security risk for him because he had work stuff on his computer. And uh, he came in and uh, I, he caught me on Messenger. It was the only time I was ever caught like doing something like really bad on the computer. And he, I turned around and he's like, you piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. 
that's yeah. that's classic. My uh, my my punishment was building an HTML website. Yep. <laughs> and deleting audio, but yeah. I, as a kid, my parents did not censor very much. My mom had like weird hills to die on. Like as a child, mm -hmm. I elementary school, I had probably already seen every Nightmare on Elm Street movie that had come out. But man, don't let me watch Spice World. So just weird, weird stuff that my mom was sensitive about. But video games was not one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Thankfully. Thankfully. Okay, so Sims. Yeah, uh, so Sims. Um all right. Let's go let's go fighting. Let's talk fighting games. Um Oh, okay. Okay, so I This I can talk about. <laughs> uh, well, I'm probably going to disappoint you because I don't play I I didn't I've not gotten into modern fighting games, but I've got a lot of deep nostalgia for games that I played. Um like PlayStation 2 and Dreamcast fighting games. Sure. Um, so I was really into Killer Instinct, like Dreamcast. Um, and, or no, okay. Nintendo 64 was what I played Killer Instinct on. And then Dreamcast was Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And Power Stone. Mm -hmm. Loved Power Stone. Uh, see, I never had a Dreamcast. Power Stone was amazing. A friend of mine had it. That was insane because there's never been like a lot of fighting games in that style yes that like weird the camera turning around 3d map though that was I, power stone was awesome it blew blew my, our minds when it came out mm -hmm. and marvel versus capcom 2 man this was a huge I played a few of those yeah this was huge for my brother and i because this was one where you had there's such a big roster of characters but you only you started the game with a basic basic number of them and you had to unlock everybody and you had to unlock their costumes and their skins and stuff so we this was a huge time sink for us and big fought big completionist thing yep yeah. yep it was probably like the start the start of the completionist in us oh i love fighting games where you have to unlock the characters i think that's why smash brothers continues to do that to this day on new releases now it's all dlc but that's another one I have. I have not played any of the modern ones, but played so much of the 64 Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. So much of it. That was, I identified with Pan's story about saving up her money to get, uh, to get a <laughs> Nintendo 64. And, mm -hmm. um, but I made a better choice with the game that I got, the one game I got with it. Um, it I mean, it's a pretty low bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a really low bar. Uh, yeah, and I got. So my, you're saying you didn't buy ET? No, actually, mine was a Snowboard Kids. Oh, okay. Which is, I I think that that's probably on the list of games I'd love to see remade. One of them would be Snowboard Kids. I okay loved loved that game. It was like, imagine um, like a like a crash team racing or a Mario Kart, but you're snowboarding instead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Loved that game. 
back to fighting, though, I also I was really into Mortal Kombat. Um, mm-hmm. Played Mortal Kombat on Sega, and then played it again. I was really into the PlayStation Two ones, the ones that had like okay. the story mode. Yes. Yes, I think it was like Deadly Alliance, um, and then Armageddon was the one where you had every character in all of the all of the Mortal Kombat games yeah. up to that point. The unfortunate part of Armageddon, Armageddon's where they really just fell flat on the fatalities, though, because it was that that create your own fatality thing they oh, did. Oh yeah, and it was just like it was like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, I hate this. Go back to the scripted ones, please. Like, <laughs> we went yeah. through. We did like a completionist thing on Armageddon too, because we wanted to see all all the different characters and and stories. So we wanted to beat the game with everybody. Oh, geez. Which was frustrating. Frustrating. I mean, I bet I, some of those characters were just unwieldy. Mm-hmm. I, like I remember Meat being very hard to play with, and Ogre and stuff like that. There were like the off-brand, like newer characters that were like, "Ew, this is rough." Yeah, mocap. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. Oh yeah, mocap. That's right. I forgot about that one. Jeez. Yeah, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Um, I don't know if you heard this on. I talked about this kind of recently, so you might not have maybe heard this. I have a true like my uncle worked at Nintendo story, except it was my uncle worked at Midway, so we actually got Mortal Kombat Four for free. Um, so like he actually was an executive at uh, Midway for a little while. So when when they were made by when Mortal Kombat was made by Midway, that's like how I got into Mortal Kombat. Is like he loved the games and then he got on at midway so then we played with him at a couple times that we visited him and stuff and we got mortal kombat 4 i think it was for free but then he left midway because he called them a bunch of gangsters turns out they got closed down for all that uh gangster stuff like money money embezzlement and that kind of thing so yeah (laughs) but i guess it wasn't the people who made mortal kombat were a problem it was their parent company midway so, but yeah, that was that was a that was a fun story for me with Mortal Kombat. I loved the games, but I actually still play the new ones from time to time. And uh, MK11 right now is my favorite story in a video game. Just period. I mean, you have to add kind of add in the context of nine and ten, but I think the most recent Mortal Kombat game that I have played is the one. I think it's like first DC Universe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was technically eight. That was Mortal Kombat eight, technically. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most recent one, and I didn't love that. I did not love that game. Not a lot of people liked it, because uh, they, to- they the fatalities ended up not being really fatalities. They were like, they toned it down for DC because they're not allowed to kill people. So. I'm kind of glad that uh, <laughs> they split them up and Injustice became the DC fighting games and then uh, Mortal Kombat got to be its own thing again. Because that was very good. <laughs> that was a very bad game. <laughs> Alright, the last, I think, like game on my list here that I've spent um, a good amount of time in was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. 
Hmm. Uh, another one that I played a lot of multiplayer on, um, and a lot of completionist stuff in there for me. I'm also kind of a nerd about about comic books, and I go through phases I've, um, with comic books, but I was very geeked about Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and the second one was my favorite of the two. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That one's fun because... I, depending on which characters you picked, you would get different dialogue that would pop up in the story, um, different combinations of teams. Like if you knew the lore uh, really well, you could put com uh, team combinations together that would have team bonuses. So it felt like yeah. you got like a little pat on the back for being a total nerd. I do. I do enjoy that. I, the only thing in that vein that I ever played was the X-Men Legends the older games that were like that. And they had some of that stuff, but they didn't have a lot. See, I didn't play X-Men Legends, but there was there was a DC version of it, and I can't remember what it's called, but my brother was really into it. And I played it a little bit with him, and I didn't like it as much as the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, but I think it's the only time I've mm. ever been able to play like characters like Zatanna in a game. Martian Manhunter. Okay. Yeah, and I think that those games might be why the only reason I know those comic book characters as well. Watch Young Stuff Justice. Like <laughs> I, I'm getting there. Okay, I've got I've got nine collections of forensic files to get through. <laughs> well, so do I. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, much I, I don't have much else on my list that's like super near and dear to my heart, other than I think like the big one would be Pokemon. Um, sure. Yeah, that's. And we, yeah, we have not, we have not gone into the top ten things where Pokemon hit a lot, but uh, both of us do play Pokemon as well. Pan more so than me, I would say. I'm like six or seven Pokemon short of a living Dex. I the closest that I've gotten to something like that is in X and Y, and I think that I'm at like the only ones I'm missing would be like a few of the mythicals that I miss yeah, yeah. special events for. Yeah, same here. Those are the ones I'm missing. Yep. On this subject, Fortuan, I noticed this today because on my Switch menu, the two games are side by side. Magnamalo looks a lot like the Shield, the Pokemon Shield Pokemon. Whose name escapes me? Zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Is it where they like mesh two different Pokemon together? No, they like so. Well, there's some of that where they add in Pokemon from other generations into older ones, but they also have random starters. So you could have something like I don't know, Sharpedo as a starter instead of a normal normal one. And um, what I watched was on Awesome Games Done Quick. They did a what they called uh, Iron Man or Pokemon po- Iron Man Pokemon or something like that. Basically, if you fainted, you're dead. You're out. Start the run over again. That's called and, a nu- um, No, wait, never mind. That's not a Nuzlocke, Not a Nuzlocke. Steve. Yeah, it's not a Nuzlocke. Nuzlocks are more forgiving than Iron Man Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because in Iron Man Pokemon, you the only way you're allowed to level up is through trainers. And every route, you get to either catch a Pokemon or fight one. So... There you go. Like, it's just insane. But anyways, I thought it was kind of cool. It was a cool concept. Yeah, they do look very similar. Zamazenta. That's it. See, I knew it was a Z. Yeah, I had, I, to go on, I had to go on Cerebee to find it because searching for Pokemon, Shield Pokemon, was useless. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, that was the one I had, because I had Pokemon Shield. Yeah, well, like, Pokemon Shield and Monster Hunter Rise are, like, right next to each other on my Switch menu. And I just, like, that hit me really hard today. I was like, oh, those look very similar. They do. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled from the same... What what were they based off? Yokai's? I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they're both, like, Japanese as hell. So I'm sure they're they're both pulling from some folklore that I'm not aware of. I know Magnamala is supposed to be a tiger. That 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 I know. That's clearly a shield dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no Zamazenta is a is a wolf. Uh, Zamazenta's yeah. sister Zacian uh, is supposed to be uh, Amaterasu. It's a lot of Z's. It's a lot of Z. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so Pokemon, like, did you start in the red and blue, or did you start in a later generation? I did start in red and blue on my little yellow Pokemon color, or Game Boy Color, and I, yeah, I played, Mm -hmm. uh, I had blue, and then played yellow. I think when gold and silver came out, I played silver, and I will still say I think gold and silver are the best out of all the games, my favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the guy who left the podcast, he was very, very much into the gold and silver. That was his favorite, um, favorite series or generation of the series. I consider myself more of a Gen 1-er. I'm, that's more where I was in it. Um, but I did play gold and silver. I had gold, so I had red and then I didn't have yellow. Um, my brother got yellow and I was like, why? It's just the same game except you get Pikachu and I don't like Pikachu. Uh, this is little kid me thinking, okay, this isn't now. I know they're different now. Um, and then there was a lot of improvements I know, but, um, and then I played gold and then I fell off hard, but I still always played them, but I only ever played them to like beat the elite four and I was done. Like I never did catch them all or anything. And a lot of times I got them like a year or two after launch too. Like I didn't get them right away. 
I the only one I remember getting a little into is the one that had Electrike. Is that third gen or fourth third, gen? Third. That so I got a little more into third gen than the other ones, and I was in high school. But like, like I said, uh, I've said many times in the podcast, I was obsessed with Pokemon, and Monster Hunter straight up replaced it for the monster design. So I just like, well, it's now inferior to me. So because what I've always cared about is monsters. So. And then Pokemon were all cutesy and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I love stuff like Chandelure. Chandelure is hilarious to me. And if you've ever played Pokin, Chandelure is a terrible uh, Pokemon to fight. Oh, Chandelure! Freaking... Chandelure is or it was semi-competitive last time I was checking in. It has super high special attack. Oh, it shows up in Pokemon. It'll just stand in the back and shoot fire beams at you, and you got to dodge them and stuff. And you're like. No. <laughs> Did you that's, ever play competitive that's... Sasha? Like at all? No, not like not not going to any Pokemon tournaments or anything. I would play online in once like uh X and Y came around I started playing, like connecting my system online, mm -hmm. but No, I didn't didn't really get into it live in person other than with my brother um or like friend a few friends. Yeah. So, um, I would, uh, I basically did, like, I did competitive, like, online with randos, like, all the time. I only once or twice went to play IRL, and I was so soured on my experience with it that I just never again. Mm, that's um, unfortunate. The guy I was playing against, I don't know how he hacked it in, but he did. He had a Gligar with Wonder Guard, which can is not possible. Um... Yeah, it, See, it, this is how much I don't know about Pokemon. Okay, it a, cannot be done. I don't know what Gligar is, and I don't know what Wonder Guard is. <laughs> okay, I don't want to mix this up. Okay. Okay, uh, Wonder Guard is an ability uh, where the Pokemon that has it can only be hurt by attacks that are s super effective against it. Oh, that's what Shit Ninja yes, has. Yes, yes, it's what Shit Ninja has. That's what, yeah, because that's what so ended that run that advantage. I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a Gligar, uh, which is flying ground, if I'm not mistaken. So it could only be hurt by things that are super effective against that. Which? Which basically means is ice. Ice and water. Because mm -hmm. electric would like have a... no effect. And wow. leaf would not be super effective either. Grass would not be super effective. So he could only be, uh, wa yeah. So he could only be hurt by like ice and water type attacks. Um, and I oh, found this out. Oh, so like, he's the weird crab bat looking thing. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. a flying scorpion. He's That's that would have the idea. Uh, the the words that you said are terrifying. He's a flying, flying scorpion. scorpion. That's what he is. Holy cow! Okay, so anyway, so and I tried to bring this to attention to the judge, and the judge had like no idea what I was talking about. And uh, uh, the the other guy, you know, he you know, teenagers, you know, he got like he did the super like BS teenager thing of like, oh, she's just mad she lost and stuff like that. So I was just so soured on that. I never played in person with any, like any, uh, like at anything again. But, That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But I, I did play online uh, with a competitive team that I had like trained and raised. And my favorite thing to do was to take my Vaporeon and just ruin Japanese little kids' days. Ah, uh, see, that's what I, I would do with Sylveon. 
Yeah, I had I had this unbreakable combo. I had a I had a Vaporeon. His his abilities were Toxic, Protect, Wish, and Scald. Oh, fun! <laughs> <laughs> so he puts talk. You put Toxic on him. They get a they, you know I I do Toxic. They get an attack off. It hits Vaporeon in the face. Whatever. Vaporeon has the highest health pool in the game. He can take it. Next move. Vaporeon does protect. Whatever. Next attack doesn't hit. And uh, Toxic has another round to go off. Next move. I do wish. By this point, the person is either switching out their Toxic Pokemon or they're trying to attack again because they know I can't protect. Either way, it's okay. Vaporeon can absorb the damage. Then wish goes into effect. They heal up. At this point, the person gives up, switches out to a different Pokemon, and I do, I do Toxic. Wash, rinse, repeat until their entire fucking team has Toxic and my Vaporeon is still alive. <laughs> and then if they pull something that can't be poisoned, then I do Scald, which can cause burn instead of poison. So then, have you, have you encountered somebody who's got a beefed up Tentacruel? Because I think you, that wouldn't work great on them. You're right, that wouldn't. Um, Tentacruel would be the, the weak link in the chain Tentacruel's here. my choice for poison Pokemon. Yeah, so Tentacruel would be the weak link in the chain, but Vaporeon is one member of the six-man team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've definitely got, like, uh, I've definitely got people waiting in the wings to, like, back him up on... Because there's a few that I couldn't take with this combo. Gengar... He's poison type, so I can't toxic him, and his his health pool and defense pool are pretty beefy, so I can't get him. Chansey was usually problematic because Chansey can take Chansey care of its own is a paladin. Poison. Yeah, Chansey is a paladin, and he, uh, she can always like heal herself pretty well. Um, other Vaporeons, because uh, I was not the only person <laughs> running this fucking combo. <laughs> um. So there were a few of there were a few where I couldn't deal with it, but the bulk of people playing random battles online are what I assume to be Japanese children because their names are all in like you know uh, kanji letters, and uh, they're all using like legendaries. That's why I haven't gotten super <laughs> into playing on online. Is yeah, I spend all this time like I'll do. I'll like breed, try to get the best nature combos. I'll crop like breed to get certain move sets, and I'll have this Pokemon that I think is so great. And then I go on, and it's just all legendary Pokemon. Like, cool, fun. This was. Thank you for this experience. Oh, see, that's why. That's why I love doing it with just my just my Vaporeon. I always named him Davy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I like that name. I am trying to find what my team was in Sword and Shield, so I have something. It's not good. Anything that was ice or rock, I'm dead. It doesn't have to be a good Pokemon. It could be like a Geodude, <laughs> and I'm fucking gone. Snom. <laughs> I've like I've never given Vaporeon a shot because I always pick the Water Starter. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Vaporeon is usually my go-to water guy because I'm generally going with the fire starter. Uh, Except Tepig. Okay. I hate the way that I hate the way that stupid pig looks when it grows up. Also, that was like our fifth firefighting combo in a row, and I was just done with them at I, that point. I hate the firefighting combo. I hate it. <laughs> I liked it when it was Blaziken. I always name him General So. Because he's a spicy chicken. Oh, I found 
I have found some of the... I always name my, my Charmander Neltharian. So I, like I said, I am a bug trainer at heart. So I just have nothing but bug Pokemon. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, I can't find it. There's no way. I know that I had uh, the rock crab one that was a bug type. I can't remember his name. He's stupid. Hey, he had he had uh, sturdy, so he would come out there, and he would throw out rock spikes, and he would survive. Crustle, Dwebble and Dwebble and Crustle. Yeah, so Crustle was one of them. Of course, the new fire centipede. That one was freaking amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a, a fire, a water, a grass, and a dark move. Like that was. That was some coverage, and that was that was my anchor. That was like my. So in like, sun and moon, I picked I picked the Litten, and mm -hmm. he's got. I actually think I only have one fire move. He's got a ghost move, a grass move, a dark move, and a fire move. I think. I really like Litten too. Um, I'm, I'm amused that he grows up to be, like, a pro wrestler and he's not firefighting. Right? He looks I'm, like I'm he... very amused at that. <laughs> whoa, 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 He's fire dark, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He grows up to be yeah. a pro wrestler, but he is not firefighting type. I love it. <laughs> he's the, uh, what do you, what do you call him? The villain in he's wrestling. He's a heel. He's a heel. That's what you call sure. that. Devin's a huge wrestling nerd. Okay, so I had the evolution of Dewpider, the water spider. A Rockwin, Aquanid, Aquanid, something yeah. like that. Um, Sizzlepeed's uh, evolution, Dwebble. Um, Scorch. Okay, so whatever's it, because I only have, on. Uh, I'm looking back through my Twitter history, because I posted the original ones, because I got the perfect IVs. If you remember, I did the perfect IV EVs. Um... So I got the perfect IV of Grubbin, which is the lightning one. The lightning stag beetle one. Um, then the new one was the ladybug that was super tanky. It was a psychic type. And then Snob, which became Frozmoth. Frozmoth was hell of a good special attacker. Way glass cannon. Super glass cannon. Four times weakness to both fire and rock. There's a lot of glass cannons in uh, Sword Shield. The same thing in Sun Moon. And the, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of them kind of favor that. Lately. I feel like what happened is in XY when they added, or when whenever Fairy became a thing, Fairy was so overpowered. Fairy was overpowered and Dragon was overpowered. In XY, then they started making all these Pokemon with the dual, the dual um, types, and then they became glass cannons with the dual types. Hmm. Oh, I have their names. I found them. So the Crustal was Balboa. The... Rocky. Yeah, because Rocky. Um, Burninator for the uh, that one. Dowser was the ch uh, was the. Whatever, the, the Dewpider, yeah. 
Chills was Frozmoth, Venture was the Lightning Beetle thing, and Bugamancer. Bugamancer! <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy about that. Yeah, I, uh... Yeah. So, um, if we are wrapped up about talking about video games, and if we're not, then let's keep going. But if we are wrapped up talking about video games, I got that other thing I want, I told you guys briefly about earlier. I say share the thing because I don't have anything, anything else on my list that, um, makes my heart, you know, skip a beat. All right. Okay. So, um, my, my husband last several months has been deep diving into like comic books um especially uh especially the last few months because he's a teacher and he has been yeah. uh, had a lot of free time on his hands and he hurt his wrist and can't play video games oh no yeah yeah that's been going on for like a month and a half i yeah i guess I, you didn't know about I, that yeah i didn't yeah huh. <laughs> yeah he can't play video games i'm sorry steve oh my gosh that's terrible <laughs> so he's been reading a lot of comic books and yeah. uh through that, we, we found out about this comic book. I've, I've got it here. Well, we've got the Omnibus because that's way better than having all the trades. Um, but mm -hmm. we have this. Uh, he, uh, he found out about it tangentially through another comic book, but uh, I'll let you t absorb it. Mirror? Murder, Murder Falcon? Falcon. And look at, that, look at that cover. Okay, so that's, that's some metal. That's, that's some metal stuff. Okay. Yes. It's all tying together. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, my, my husband and I are both pretty big fans of, uh, of heavy metal. More, more on the classical heavy metal than, like, everybody thinks, oh, so, like, Pantera and, uh, Korn and Slipknot. No. No. No, it's, uh, much more like Judas Priest, uh, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, um, Sort of like British New Wave heavy metal, if if you really need the hard definition. And I also listen to a lot of power metal. But anyways, so he and I both liked like metal quite a lot. Uh, we go to a, we used to go to a lot of concerts before the COVID and before we had a kid. Yeah. We're, st we're still trying to get out to concerts now that the world is waking back up. Um, so Blinky wanted to visit. <laughs> yeah. So this this comic, Murder Falcon. Um, my husband read it last week, and he just, like, texted me at work, and he's like, Chelsea, you have to read this comic, and he's, like, sending me pictures of it, and, like, this is some metal shit. The premise of the comic is, uh, Jake, the blonde guy on the cover, uh, is a washed-up musician, and he has to fight off Cthulhu's with the power of metal. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold on Cthulhu. Okay. That, that is the premise. That's the premise. Now, um, in your probably like thinking okay so i'm gonna buckle up and get ready to roll on this what's basically kind of like brutal legend if you okay. if you ever played that it's basically like a comic book that's like brutal legend that's what it's like on the surface but what this is really about what this is really about and i'm trying not to spoil it on anyone because this comic had me ugly crying on the couch this uh -oh. Hang on, I'm trying to find an awesome picture in here. So, it's not like... Oh. Oh, no. That is a mastodon he summoned with the power of base. Attacking a Cthulhu. Yeah? This comic had me ugly crying on the couch today. 
Oh man. I got to the end of it and I was ball I was just crying. My son like saw me crying on the couch. He says, "Mommy, what's wrong?" I'm like, "The book made me the book made me sad, soul." And he says, "Oh no. Are you okay?" And he started hugging me. This book is really about surviving trauma and loss and picking your life back up from the pieces. And it is oh, beautiful. No. It is beautiful. Oh. No. I, My husband read it last I, week. I don't need that. I didn't need that. Yeah. I didn't sign yeah. up for this. No, my husband read it last week. He sends, He's just sending me screenshots of, like, or pictures of different, like, pages, like, out of context. Oh, yeah, I remember the one I wanted to find. Oh, jeez. I, I don't know if I can handle that. That is... Here it is. Here it is. Oh no. He looks like He says he says I am the sole survivor of the band Visperwood and I want to join your band. Oh no. And he's got this like giant tree monster that he summoned with the power of his voice to there to like punch out Cthulhu's with them. And uh yeah, so he sends me out-of-context shit, and I'm like, cool, this sounds like fun. And he just handed it to me. We had some time earlier while Sol was napping. And I start reading it, and like an hour and a half later when I'm done with it, I'm just, like, crying. It's so wonderful. And I have to tell people about it. This this comic is amazing. Murder Falcon. Remember it. Go buy it. Yeah, I got done with it, and after I was, like, put myself back together, composed myself, I was like, he's like, so can I go buy the alt-variant covers of all the trades, please? I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> yes. We need, we need to you. build a murder falcon shrine in our basement now. Thank we, you, yes. We, you have sold it, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so he's so, buying he's buying a bunch of the variant covers so we can make, like, uh, a, something to decorate our basement with. <laughs> so, so, Pan, I must once again request that you watch primal because primal front loads i know all of that i know front loads it and then you get to have awesomeness i know i know i'll watch primal i will it won't so, be tomorrow uh, sasha q so you know primal is gendy tartakovsky's latest project that is so he's the samurai jack guy like we talked to earlier um that i'm a big fan of uh, he made a uh, new series that is a caveman who pairs up with a T-Rex to survive in the prehistoric times. And episode one, uh, which I don't really think is a spoiler, it's a big premise, both the caveman and the T-Rex lose their families to a bigger T-Rex. And in that grief, they bond and become friends. Sounds like so. some Land Before Time stuff. It, if Lanford for time had ex insane, gruesome violence, then yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say that. Well, the land before yeah. time did insane, gruesome violence on my heart as a child. So uh, oh, you're preaching to the choir here. Fair. It is my favorite children's movie. I showed my girls it when I when they were younger, and they're like, "Daddy, why are you crying?" And I'm like. Don't you understand? His mom is dead. <laughs> that, Don't you understand? That oh. movie. That movie is how my my sister taught her daughters about death uh, when like it was getting close to time to put their dog down. Mm. 
Like yeah, a week absolutely. before a week before the appointment, she watched it. She made them like sit down and watch it so they could talk about death and learn about it. Mm. Yeah, I don't. They learned pretty early because, like, like you said, you had Soul come up and hug you. Like, why are you crying? I think I I might have told you this before, Pam. But when my grandfather passed away, I was sitting there and I was really sad about it. And Cece could tell. Cece was like two or three, and uh, Emery was alive, so she had to be, some you know, at least mm-hmm. over two. And uh, she's sitting in her high chair eating like, I don't know, some some kind of snack or something, and. Uh, She'd been watching a lot of Daniel Tiger, and I was, like, sitting there sad, and she's like, Daddy, it's okay to be sad sometimes. <laughs> it's, you'll get better. And I was like, I just broke down. I was like, kid, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, my kids are no longer toddlers, but I, I do remember those days very fondly. And they weren't long ago. They were not long ago. Yeah, it's not that long four. ago. Emery's four, and I wouldn't consider her a toddler. Although, boy, she was telling me some crazy stuff today. We were at a restaurant, and she was saying, Daddy, is that a steak knife? I was like, yeah. She's like, cut your neck. <laughs> I was like, what? <gasps> what? She got in trouble for that. Oh. I was like, no, you do not tell people to cut themselves. That is way bad, kid. She thought it was funny. Like I was like, "Why do you think that's funny? You crazy psycho!" <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I'll end with this. My we've we've recently found out that my son's a little bit of a sociopath. So oh you know how he's got his Toy Story toys, that, you know. So he he's been potty training and he's earned himself, you know, almost the full cast of Toy Story at this point. Yeah, um, and he has a Jesse doll and. Uh, so it's it becomes room time, and we're like, okay, so it's room time, so you got to go take pick your two toys and go in your room and go play in your room for for an hour, so mommy and daddy can watch TV or cook or do something. And so it is room time, and he goes to pick his two toys, and uh, he says, "Where's Jesse? Where's Jesse? I want Jesse." We look all over the place, and he says, oh, "I know where Jesse is," and he goes and gets this tiny little box that he stuffed Jesse in. Here's the thing, Fortuan, because you haven't watched Toy Story as much as I have. Jesse is claustrophobic. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. She is, like, constantly having anxiety and panic attacks about being put in boxes. That's right. Yeah. it's it, That was in number two a lot, right? Yeah. It's in it's yeah. in, it's in uh, all of the ones where, like, there it features in everything well, Jesse's in, mostly, where there's something where she's anxious about being, like, closed up. And he says, I just put Jesse in the box because that scared her. <laughs> and so his oh two toys he picked for room time were Jesse in this tiny little box that he had stuffed her in. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, see, like it's you, we've been like Sol and, and, and Emery are, are alike minds. <laughs> they are, they are, they are, boy. Yeah, we're just like. See, that's troubling. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of backstory for Sasha. My older one, I like to call my princess. She's like a prim and proper girl. And Emery is a barbarian. <laughs> and Emery, she'll flip tables. She'll like the, uh, she was talking to me something like she was trying to co- 
like understands with like like heaven and hell and that kind of stuff. She's been talking about that. So it's like so when you kill the monsters, they go to hell, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> I was like. I don't know. They're just monsters. It's just a game. We're not like not we're real. not thinking about where they go afterwards. It's just a game. Like, don't get into that. But oh man, because well, she said heck, and I was like, I mean, you can say hell. It's a place. I don't care, right? Because uh, her, her mom won't let her say hell. I was like, I don't care. So you you can do that. And then she goes, so they go to hell, <laughs> right? Like she just like over pronounces it. <laughs> She's just like full in. Boy, she's she's a spitfire. Uh, and they love Switch. I tell you what, I own four Switches now because of them. So it's a lot. So uh, uh, I think we're we're good. You've hit about most of the games you wanted to talk about. Uh, so we'll we'll wrap up here. It's been a little while, a little over two hours. Not our longest episode. Last week was like. Did we hit three hours last week? It was long. Yeah. Um, so uh, next week, I, I don't know exactly what we're going to do. We might, and we've talked about this as a group yesterday, might tackle the Blizzard issue um, and talk a little bit about that. That's still ongoing. There's still more stuff coming out about that. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up. Um, but there's now a walkout, I guess. I didn't know that until today. I will like need to of... need to see what else is going on. Mostly all I've seen are like people posting, oh my god, did you hear? So I heard something about like a Bill Cosby room. Haven't looked into the details on that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. It sounds... The implications of calling it a Bill Cosby room are just troubling. Yep, yep. Ooh. Okay. That um, sounds like so a joke we... that the shitty fraternity would make. Well, it sounds like Activision is a shitty fraternity. <laughs> yeah, it, it does, yeah. Activision, at least Blizzard. And I think this is the Blizzard portion specifically, not even the Activision part. It's sounding like it. I'd be very curious to hear what some of the, like, recent sort of publicly ex-employees have to say. Or rather, the ones who tapped out, like, years ago, like Ben Brode. I don't know, man. It's There's a lot coming out. Uh, there's... So, maybe it's... Uh, maybe it's uh, something we, we can tackle... Yeah. Yeah. Give it some time, I guess. It might it might calm down by then as to like all the new stuff coming in. But you know, it gets us to uh, a little chance to talk about Blizzard games and stuff. And actually, I don't want to talk about it now, but uh, I heard a very good point from someone that I follow on YouTube about um, the usefulness of boycotting in this situation and stuff too. It was a very interesting take, I think. So. I, I don't know. I think we could do that. We all, we all good to do that next week? Sure. Okay. Cool. Aside if nothing else blows up too. So, um, But thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to call it a night and uh, have a great evening. 
Uh, and if you're listening on audio, have a great whatever time of day it is. So <laughs> Have a great drive to work. Yeah, for the most part. Or you're at work and ignoring people, too. <laughs> Funny story to that I'm going to add real quick before we go. It's about listening at work. I finally got... I got Raycons. They're so cool. I've yet to found a situation this to is use not, them. This is not one of those stupid ads. I know, but they actually are cool. If it is one of those <laughs> stupid ads, where did I didn't get any money for it. Where's my money for it, Twan? I don't have any to give you. <laughs> Alrighty. Good night, folks. Later. Bye. Bye. Uh.